0: sure at what point you are at on your food and body freedom journey, though I do know that you may still want to lose weight. Maybe not every day, though sometimes that desire can creep in. You might see an ad, maybe there's a social event scheduled and you feel pressure, you see an old photo, your jeans feel tighter than you remember, or someone else around you loses weight. The triggers are varied but present. So you accept the science about dieting for intentional weight loss that says, according to and in the words of the Australian Department of Health and the National Health and Medical Research Council that, and I quote, regardless of the degree of initial weight loss, most weight is regained within a two-year period. And by five years, the majority of people are at their pre-intervention body weight. So despite this, you still desire weight loss. So now what? Where do you go? You maybe acknowledge the staggering data that intentional weight loss does not last and causes significant harm physically and mentally in the process, and yet you still feel the pull of wanting to lose weight. Firstly, this is so valid and your desire is entirely understandable. Reflect for a moment how long it's been with you, maybe your whole life. I'm Nadia Felsch, nutritionist and intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. In this episode, we'll be exploring and unpacking, if you will, the desire to lose weight and where to go from there when you don't want to diet anymore. So recently on social media, I was sent the following... And this is shared with permission. So I'm going I'm to read it and we're going to unpack it. Hey, Nadia, is it okay to want to lose weight in a non-diet way? I know you talk about set weight, but I feel like I keep gaining more and more weight. I don't think that 40 kilograms over ideal would be a set weight or that it's that great for you. I feel the fat when I walk, which is gross to me. And I puff when I walk. I'm trying to get back into exercise to help with mental health and cardiovascular health, and I'm trying hard not to focus on the weight. So the first question asked, is it okay to want to lose weight in a non-diet way? All right, two things. You have full body autonomy when it comes to the decision to pursue intentional weight loss, and that is not up for debate or commentary. I also acknowledge that for some folks in some bodies, this desire is actually one of safety and access, such as avoiding weight discrimination and fitting into clothes. But again, your body, your call on this. So if you acknowledge that you do have autonomy in this decision, and you're still asking the rest of the question, I do have more thoughts. So the rest of the question is in a non-diet way. Is it okay to want to lose weight in a non-diet way? Intentional weight loss is dieting. So there is no non-diet approach. They are the opposite of one another. And your desire for this is so understandable all the same. What I can also hear in this question is the longing for permission and the so-called right way to move forward with our bodies. Do you too feel this way? Do you want so much for there to be a magic wand where you can both not diet because you acknowledge the pain, the adverse impacts, and the unsustainability of them, but also you want to be happy with your body? There is no magic wand, but there is another path. And that path is working on body acceptance and connection. We'll come back here in a moment. The message goes on to say, I don't think that 40 kilograms over ideal would be a set weight or be that great for you. All right, bodies come in all shapes and sizes. They always have and they always will. There is no ideal weight value. There is the weight your body is happy at when it's fed enough, when it's doing what you want, when you're not restricting And the happy level, you know it's there because it's taking no effort to sustain, to be level. So this set point, so to speak, can and it does change, especially, (laughs) most notably, in response to the restriction of chronic dieting and disordered eating, of which, to quote back the message, are not great for you. So, chronic dieting and disordered eating can lead to the development of eating disorders, which present a significant death risk and considerable diminished quality of life. Dieting is not healthy. It's not great for you. And if through eating adequately and caring for our bodies, they gain weight in that process, they were meant to. This is healthy. Any other narrative about that is fat phobic and harmful. So the message goes on to say, I feel the fat when I walk, which is gross to me. This is fat phobia. This is the result of living in an anti-fat society that teaches so boldly that fat is the worst thing a person can have and be. It's a core belief, but it's a belief and it's not your fault. And it can be challenged, which really in essence, when we challenge it means offering us true freedom because it can be replaced with a new belief of body diversity, of acceptance, and that work is supported by healing our own body image. This is what it means to, to work initially anyway on body neutrality. So having less emotions attached to what our body does and what it looks like, and hopefully moving into a place of acceptance and appreciation over time and with support. The message also addresses feeling puffed when walking. In the same sentence about feeling the fat when I walk, which is gross. So let's dig in a little bit more. It's not uncommon that we put these aspects together in the same basket, and yet all size bodies can have cardio fitness or cannot. And if we're puffed, due to decreased cardio fitness, this is from not engaging in cardio fitness. This is not dependent on or exclusive to some bodies. So if we are not engaging in fitness behaviors, we will not have the cardio fitness. That's it. That's what it means. It isn't about some bodies. It isn't reliant on some bodies. And all sized bodies can choose to, if they want, to engage in those cardio fitness behaviours. But ability, access, and other social determinants will impact this. So on that topic of pursuing health-promoting behaviours, because that's what movement can be, uh, which is really I I will be diving a lot more into health-promoting behaviours in the next episode. But this message I think so well talks about what I see as a really a key obstacle to actually pursuing health in the first place. So this message says, I'm trying to get back into exercise to help with mental and cardiovascular health and trying not to focus on the weight. So, so in that, we can hear the knowledge about some of the benefits of movement that most of us might be familiar with. And yet there's a weight focus. There is a, this, this really common thread where we put all of this in the same basket. We put it together I hear frequently, I lose motivation with movement if I don't lose any weight. What's the point? Because, and please hear this, we are indoctrinated to focus on on weight as a measure of everything, of health, of beauty, of acceptance, of love, of worthiness. And yet, coming back to health-promoting behavior, a weight focus is a huge reason why your behaviors may derail because that's what we hold up as the marker, as the outcome. So if how we relate to our body is so focused on our weight, there's no room for anything else. And just like I explored in episode two, engaging in health-promoting behaviors is shown over and over and over again to have immense benefit, whether weight is lost or not. So placing a weight focus to the side is Entirely beneficial for your health, not least of all because, as I've said many times before, weight is not a behavior and not under your ultimate control. So, I have one last invitation for you to consider now and whenever else it may be helpful or come up for you. What is underneath your desire to lose weight? What is it that you are wanting as a result of it? Is it more confidence? Is it to be loved? be accepted. You are inherently worthy as you are in the body that you have. The human desires that you have to feel good, to feel confident, loved, and worthy, these are not reliant on your body, and you can find them without changing your body. If your fear of weight gain or poor body image is especially challenging for you right now, I see you. And please know that you're not stuck or alone for the research links and notes from this episode, including how to work with me and receive my support as you seek better body image and acceptance, head to my website, NadiaFelsch.com forward slash podcast. Alternatively, you'll find the link in your podcast player. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. If you'd like to get in touch with me, learn about my current group program offerings and client availability, the best way to do that is via my website, www.nadiafelsh.com. You'll also find my Facebook group, Food and Body Freedom, and on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at Nadia